0: Hello, hello, Aisha Grove here, the host of the Encouraged Overcomer podcast. I just want to say welcome. I'm so glad that you showed up today. You are here and ready for this discussion, and I'm excited for you to walk away encouraged. Hello, hello, welcome to the Encouraged Overcomer podcast. I'm your host, Aisha Grove, and before we get into this topic today, I want to forewarn you that this is a very sensitive topic that has to do with sexual abuse that has happened in a church community, and so if that is something that triggers you for some reason, then please definitely listen into a different episode, but if not then stick around because there's definitely something that we can gain from this situation. But the topic today is about when leaders fall and the dangers of putting leaders on a pedestal. I'm just sharing how I was affected by this and it's not something that I dealt with firsthand, but it's just to show that when something does happen, it can affect not just one person, but a lot Of different people in different ways, and so I'm sharing what I knew back then when it was going on, and then my own take on it, and hoping that in the end we can all come together and heal, and help others heal, and be a support for those out there who need it. And also, I don't want anyone to talk poorly about anyone. This is not a way to gossip about somebody either. So I just want to put that out there. And if you know me, you know that I'm. Willing to talk about different things. A lot of people are not. But at the same time, I want to do this in a place of grace and just talk about it authentically to you. So back in what I believe was 2012, the former pastor of the First Baptist Church of Hammond, Indiana, Jack Scott, was arrested and he had to face trial because of sexual abuse charges against him from a young lady and her family that was receiving counsel from him. I remember I was in the ministry, bus ministry back then, and I remember it was like a teen conference was going on, and life was going on as usual. But before this all came out, there were a lot of things that just were questionable that was going on. And some people started to really notice that. And I remember that it was just before everything took a turn for the worst. And just one day we came to church as normal and somebody else was up at the pulpit. It was not Jack Scott, it was someone else. And they were just like, hey, he won't be coming back. We're working with the authorities there have been allegations of sexual abuse. He was taking a minor across state lines, back and forth between his cabin in Michigan and his place in Indiana and having sexual contact with one of the teens in our church at that time. And I mean, it was just, I was sitting there like, what is happening? Because things started to unravel at that point. There were so many emotions going on. People didn't know what to do or how to respond. There were people that were like, we knew all along he was a fake and they left the church and they were just waiting for a reason to leave, to be honest. And some, they were really hurt by it and they decided to leave. There were others that stayed, but in confusion and... We really didn't have like somebody who really took over as a leader at that time. We had like an interim person, but not a consistent person for a little while. And that's a dangerous place to be because you want to make sure that there's a defined leader. Otherwise, a lot of things happen. Church split, a lot of just additional rumors coming up and you just never know what could take place from all that and it's just there's so many more people affected by it than just the ones who were in the situation when this happened there were some that were like that's just the devil coming after jack scott and he's he's a righteous man and they stood by him and were like sticking up for the fact that this man did this cr- heinous crime like it was just one of those things where you're like oh my goodness I wish this would not have happened and there were people just on his side about it and not even knowing all the facts but just willing to just go down with him because they were so loyal to him and they put him on this pedestal and when you put someone on a pedestal you just them up to fall and to fail and i'm not saying that the people there set him up to fail what i'm saying is within yourself if something goes wrong if they do something that's wrong whatever the case is you're going to be deeply affected by that and it's going to influence you as a person it is very hard to recover when you are so invested and you put all your faith and trust into a person. The Bible even tells us to put our confidence in God and not man. And it's crazy to, for me to even throw this out there because we know this verse, a lot of us as believers. And yet We do it all the time. I remember when I was in college and things like that, it was like, if the preacher was coming to speak in chapel for one of the services, there was so much, there was like his favorite candy bar and drink and like this cute little candy bar like recognition board and like so much admiration and praise and recognition and just like almost like the pastors or the men of god were celebrities and again this is my own opinion okay so I'm not here to debate that. It was one of those things where like you honored that person so much to the point where it just went too far left. And that's what happened in this case. He did go to prison for 10 years. His 10 years was up, I believe last year, and it just hurt a lot of people. I remember after it happening, just there was so much violence. People just sat there in the service and didn't know what to do. And then it was blown up by the news and so many people around the world were just asking questions. And it was hard because it wasn't just like a small church. It's one of those big churches. I don't know if you would consider it a mega church or not, but it was a larger church and we had thousands of people, you know, there, thousands of members. And so that was something that definitely cut deep. And it wasn't just Jack Scott. I remember after that, there were so many people coming forward and exposing the crimes of church leaders across our nation. I remember hearing a lot about people that were within this certain organization or group of people that constant stories about sexual abuse or child abuse, that sort of thing. And this one was too close to home. It was literally like, oh my goodness, it's happening to us. It's happening to me. What am I going to do about this? I represent that church. How do I feel about this? There's so many emotions that come on. And I remember having a conversation with some of my good friends about it. We were just like, what in the world? After that, obviously he wasn't at the church anymore. It was like a long, court case going on and so um it was weird I went through this weird time where I was like I don't even want to go to church anymore like it doesn't even matter and I actually like I wasn't attached to the man in any way but he was very charismatic he was very much a leader and he was very excited in his preaching the way that he spoke It resonated with people. So when he wasn't there anymore, and I like very much lean in more towards that type of leadership, it was like just emptiness. It went flat. And I was just like, wow, it's weird. I know people have their own opinion about like different preaching styles and things like that. But I missed his preaching. And again, this is me being 100% transparent with you. But it did hurt me because I constantly replayed a time in my life when he was like in the pulpit. And he would say people would say, Why are you pushing so hard? Why are you doing this? Why are you, you know, on fire for God? Why are you being crazy for God? And all going all out and stuff like that and he would say something along the lines of because I want to get to that point where I can see like how far I've come and I want to see what it's like to get to the end and like he would say things like that and it's just like oh I just like I felt for him I felt for the young lady and her family they were getting like attacks from other people just it was it was a mess it was just really horrible situation. And I felt angry. I was like, why would he do this? So many people have put their trust in this man. And then to realize that there were some that put their whole lives in the hands of this man. I mean, I think of when, you know, there's different life crises going on. And you know, you go to like a counselor for different things. And then there's different people like a counselor, a cabinet of counselors that you go to for different things. But when you are in a church, a lot of times it's the pastor for like, everything that's going on and some people when a pastor says something it's like you better do what he said because he's a man of God and God told him this and God spoke to him in this and you better trust him and some people will lay down their lives for the words of what a pastor will say to them their loyalty is like a hundred percent towards that man And even if he does something wrong, they will stand by him. I remember them saying that, like, his scheduling secretary or something, um, I don't remember what the role was, but she would be the one that scheduled the appointments. And typically there was things in place where he would have certain boundaries, like, okay, if someone's in the office, the door is open, or it's like were visible type of thing but there were things that would go on that she would just turn a blind eye to and it was to the point where like sometimes those things like people use their leadership to abuse others and in this particular instance he was telling her, the young lady, Jack Scott was telling the young lady that like, their sexual relationship was an act of God. And I'm paraphrasing, I'm not saying the exact words. And I was like, what? How could you read this or hear this and just not get sick to your stomach? I don't know what happened to that young lady. I don't know where she's at today. I pray that she is okay and that she's on her path to healing. Those are just things that you just don't forget. And it's a constant process to keep going back to to try to heal from. I hope that she hasn't lost her faith in God and that she's able to come around and trust again. But it's very understandable if that has been broken. And for Jack Scott, who is somewhere out here amongst us back at home or in his community, who lost his wife. Obviously, they got divorced and she's remarried. And I know that he was trying to, like, get back to where his parents were to help take care of them in their older age. But it's like you had it all. like, And at the same time, that worshipping, that idolization can be debilitating, soul crushing. And we look past it and take it as like we're honoring someone. And to be truthful, God is the only one that we should be staying grounded in what he tells us and and who he is. When we blur those lines and we start giving people absolute authority in our lives, we are just setting ourselves up for hurt and if they do something it's like shame on them it's a hard situation I'm not condoning abuse or anything like that so I just want to be clear I am a person who is a survivor of sexual abuse so I am coming from a place of just like wow like My heart is hurting to even discuss this. But I know that people should be warned not to put other people on a pedestal. And the way that you can protect that from happening to you and from being broken to the point where like you lose your faith in God, you get out of church because somebody else is wrongdoing, you're not sure who to trust, and you feel like you can't go anywhere. And the place that you thought you were safe was the place where all of the wrong was happening. It is life changing and you can either take what happened and use it as a tool and a guide for your own standards, boundaries, moving forward, your own convictions, what have you, or it can crush you and it can hold you back from being who you're truly meant to be in Christ. And if you are someone who has directly been affected by abuse, then I want to say, even if it's been years ago, go and get help. Seek counsel and seek help forgiveness. That doesn't mean that you forget. There's that saying like forgive and forget. That's just a bunch of baloney. It's not anything that holds true. But working to forgive in your life, forgive that person who wronged you, not for their sake, for your sake, so that God can take the bad, horrible, disgusting thing that happened to you, and he can still work in your life and create a message out of that mess that can help to heal your heart and heal the brokenness that is in other people. So please get counseling, get help, and someone who is of the same faith as you, but maybe someone who's outside of the church. Maybe you need to go to another Christian counselor, therapist, psychologist, who isn't associated with that circle of the people that you know. I just feel like there's so much that when you're involved in a church that you let the church family in so deep that it's like every little thing cuts real deep when it goes wrong. So the first thing that I have for you is to stay grounded in God's word. Our ultimate authority should go to God. And the Bible is our guide. There's so much controversy around this. It's just sickening how we as Christians we're like, well, this Christian believes that it's the KJV and this Christian believes it's the the NKJV, And it's this one is the one. It's like, listen, the Bible is a guide that we can look to and get guidance so that we within ourselves have a moral compass and also we connect to God. And what you associate yourself becomes apparent in the other areas of your life. I don't know what happened in the life of Jack Scott between before this went on to during and after or what have you. But I can tell you that his thinking was off and he definitely was not staying close to the word of God, unless he was just doing it as a checklist thing, which is easy to do. But I want to encourage you to read the Bible for connection, read the Bible for wisdom and direction. And not because you want to read the entire Bible in a year, that used to be something it was like you read the Bible in a year. And then like, if you missed a chapter or there might have been a chapter a day or, or more, but if you missed it, like you felt like you were like a backslidden Christian. So many things just <laughs> just read the Bible for connection and understanding and even like understand that like our authority is God. The goal is to connect and To be more like Jesus and let that light shine through so that others can come to him. Not by us shoving it down the throats of anyone, but by being an example that we're not too heavenly for earthly good. But we are in this together and we are fighting for the fact that we know that our bones and our flesh will come to an end, but our souls will live forever. And so we shouldn't be attached to someone because of their own personal charisma or their achievements or their own words, what they tell us. We should constantly be seeking understanding and seeking truth and grace. And so never take someone's word for what they're saying. Like always do your own research. Always see things out for yourself and for your future. Because we don't go out in this world as like a group. We go out as an individual. We come in as an individual. We go out as an individual. The second thing that I want to share with you so that you can make sure that you're not falling into that trap of putting someone in a pedestal and then being let down if something goes wrong is embrace a realistic perspective. Recognize that leaders are people too. They're capable of Making mistakes, committing crimes, sins, whatever you want to call it, they are capable of it all, just as we are. It's important not to put them on a pedestal because when you do, it's like, wow, look at that. And instead of doing that, we can just appreciate their gifts, their calling, and their contributions, but while we're acknowledging their humanity as well. The next thing is guard against bitterness. When leaders fall or they hurt us, it's easy to become bitter And let the actions of one person affect our perception, the way we perceive all church leaders or churches in general, or we say to heck with Christianity, because it's just this all a bunch of pedophiles and molesters and things like that going on. It's just, you can't go anywhere. You can't talk to anyone anymore. It's just, it's all going down. We can't live our life like that out of fear. We have to put our guard up with our hearts. Protect against bitterness, but if we're making sure that we're not going to that level of putting someone on the pedestal in the first place, our eyes will remain open to the things that are going on around us that are wrong. Remember that bitterness hinders your own personal growth and your own healing. It trickles into other areas of your life. So again, seek counsel, process your emotions. Don't try to numb your feelings or reject your feelings. Go and just process it so that that bitterness doesn't take root. You know, like how you see this huge tree and it's like super tall like i'm impressed with sequoia trees i think they're beautiful and i want to see them in real life one day i haven't i haven't seen those trees but it's on my bucket list and we see this incredible tree that's like hundreds of feet tall and we're so amazed that's not even the most amazing part the most amazing part is just as tall as it is above ground is how deep it is into the ground and so when you let bitterness creep in It's not just like, oh, it's just a little here. It's going deep. It's going to affect so many areas of your life and it can crush you. Now, again, I mentioned this is a sensitive topic. I have forgiven my abuser and no, this was not in a church. I also had to take the time and the moment, the energy to forgive myself. So no matter where you're at in the process, I wanna encourage you to forgive yourself. To those of you who are outside of it, looking in and like, what happened? Why didn't I see this? How did I not know this was happening? And then you look back and you like start to say, oh my goodness, I did see signs. I saw this and all this. And you replay it in your mind and then you talk about it to your friends and to your family and like forgive yourself and know that with the hurt, with the pain, with the people that were affected. God is there. God's not dead. He can take the very thing that you think is meant to destroy you and he can use the ugly, dirty in our life and turn it into a picture of grace and healing and restoration. That's what you deserve. That's what everyone deserves. And it's natural to have questions and try to get answers about different offenses that may or may not occur in a church. And I just want you to remember that questioning does not equal losing your faith. It's not equivalent to losing your faith. In fact, if you're seeking understanding and with difficult questions and you're having those conversations, it can lead to a deeper and more authentic faith. So much of my life was spent on checklist Christianity. I did what was right because I was told to, and if I didn't, I would get demerits in the Christian schools that I was in. And a lot of me was fighting that. It was a struggle. I was constantly being pulled back and forth because I was like, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. And I was somebody who was very outspoken and people would be like, oh, aisha just got something to say. Like I just asked questions and I was different. You're probably different. If you're listening to this podcast, you're different. Don't stop asking questions. Don't stop speaking up. I remembered when I realized what happened to me when I was growing up and I realized that it wasn't my fault. And I realized that God could turn it around and that I could live my life and move on. Not ever erase what happened, but God makes all things new and he can do that for you. And so seek the truth. And if you notice something that is questionable, that is happening, that a church leader is doing, speak If you see something, say something. And let's not only have God put a hedge of protection about us, but let's protect ourselves, our leaders, and our other fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. I couldn't have had this conversation today without you. I'm glad you showed up. Hey, if this resonated with you, leave a review. Share this with someone you love. Have a great day. And above all else, stay encouraged. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If this was valuable to you, please be sure to leave a review. Hit that subscribe button so that you are notified when the next episode launches. And also be sure to share this with someone you love. If you are looking for more resources on how to stay encouraged, please click the link in the description and I'll be happy to serve you. I'm looking forward to the next time. Stay encouraged.